Thursday, Thursday, Thursday! Prepare to have your minds annihilated as Patreon proudly presents the Creators Collective Podcast featuring the Breaker of Boards, James Wright, the Melder of a Metal, Zach Herberholtz, and the Leveler of Lumber, William Walker. The first five live listeners will get the free special bonus of having their questions answered on air. Now on with the mayhem. And we're back for another exciting episode. And this week will be an exceptionally painful week as the rights are taking over 50% of the podcast. That is right. We have a special guest, my brother, Jason Wright. Say hi. Hello. And uh, we are going to be doing a little bit different uh, talk this week as uh, Jason isn't your your normal maker like you think of a woodworker electronics. He actually makes digital content. Um, so we'll be getting to that in a little bit. But I just want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Thanks for supporting and helping make this better. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to Patreon backslash Creators Collective and help us out there. Also, if you want to listen to us, we record every we record live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You can see that on YouTube, uh, the Creators Collective YouTube channel. And you, of course, you can always listen to us on podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know all those. So uh, let's get into it. This week we have a uh, special guest, Jason. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Uh, well, I am a uh, voice talent. Um, so... Pretty much, I I make specialty uh, sound effects for various uses throughout the internet. Um, if ever you have heard somebody's voice but not seen them actually speaking, not seen their face, that's uh, that's a voice talent getting paid right there. So those commercials for Burger King and McDonald's and Nike and all of that. Um, if you hear somebody on your app talking to you, or if you're playing a game and you you tell your little creature to move and he says, oh, oh of course, oh, of course I'll do that, sir. Um, that's some voice talent in a small little booth like mine um, saying that line 500 times until the, the person says, oh, that's really good. Oh, I really like that. That won't get annoying after five times of moving your troops around. Um, so, yeah, I, I get paid to talk to myself in a small little box. Do you do like the prescription drug disclaimers? Uh, sometimes I do the prescription <laughs> drug disclaimers, but uh, the, those uh, can sometimes cause death or irritability yeah. or anal bleeding. <laughs> they cause sometimes they, they actually cause me to get paid. So that's nice. Yes, I like that. You ever snuck that in there? <laughs> no, um, no. You, you do have to keep to the script. There's not really a whole lot of um, leverage for me to use, a whole lot of leeway for me in the script department. I just get the uh, the ability to change the intonation and the read itself. So, like, how did you get into this in the beginning? Were you just sitting around going, "Well, I speak well," and <laughs> well, I have to know I've him been, growing up. <laughs> I've been acting since I was but a wee small child. Um, actually, the first uh, the first voice that I ever did uh, was mocking an infomercial because I. I had been waking up in the middle of the night to take care of our two-week-old puppy, and she was howling at night, didn't like to be left alone. So I'd go downstairs and hold the dog and stay awake while she slept and watch infomercials. And I'd wake up the next morning and I'll be like, hey, everybody, we need to get ourselves a Wonder Mop. It's so great. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. We can get two Wonder Mops. Oh, my. <laughs> So, uh, but then I, I've been doing I've been doing that all my life. Five years uh, doing improv comedy, uh, four years in college doing um, traditional 
uh, drama. Uh, and then I spent nine years in a factory, moving a cart around, picking up boxes, uh, but they let me listen to whatever I wanted on my, my headphones. So I'd listen to podcasts, I'd listen to audiobooks, go to the library, get audiobooks. And I don't know how many times I'm listening to it. I'm like, ah, you said that wrong. It's patina, not patina. What's a patina? Ah. <laughs> oh. And uh, I'm like, I can read this book better than this person. And so finally I just said, fine, I'll read this book better than this person. And started auditioning and got jobs and got paid. And now it's my full-time job. So for, for those of you who don't know or haven't realized, he's also the voice of the intro and outro on uh, Creators, uh, Creators Collective. It slices, it dices. Yes. Makes all your <laughs> dreams come true. And if you ever want to have a really fun time, um, go over to his uh, his website uh, withamike.com <laughs> and uh, listen to some of the the, the, the fun voices and the, the background thing. It's, it's a it's a hoot. It's a hoot. It's, it's a good time. So if you wanted to get into this, like where, <laughs> how do you? No. So th honestly, because uh, apparently the Home Depot, the voice act talent for the Home Depot commercials is my. <laughs> doppelganger like i get like emails like weekly like hey is that you like on the home depot commercials and I'm like no oh. but maybe maybe i could i don't know um <laughs> so like how do you break into this like how do you oh well you know it's it's like breaking into uh to writing books whenever somebody breaks in they figure out how and they patch up the hole <laughs> so you've got to kind of come in your own direction you got to find uh, you got to find what you're good at um and and that's going to take some practice and trying things and um you know, if if people are telling you, hey, you've got a great voice and you're like the 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 ads for uh, what's a face, then go with that. Start there. Um, you need a good mic. So, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you know, do I move to L.A. on the streets and become a waiter and start just talking to people? <laughs> well, the nice thing about voiceover is you really don't have to go to L.A. or New York. If you want to be an on-camera personality, you really should be in L.A. or New York. But for voiceover, you can pretty much do it anywhere. I have I have clients right now uh, in Russia and in Japan and in South Korea. Um, I don't think I have anybody in China. I don't know. Um, I, I have I just picked up a client over in uh, the UK. And so that that's kind of fun when we want to talk to each other and the uh, they're on the opposite side of the globe. One of us has to wake up early <laughs> or stay up late. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can pretty much do it anywhere. It just needs to be quiet with a good mic and a good set of headphones. And cool. uh, you know there there are people that just have a good microphone, a good pair of headphones, and they record on their computer, and that's what they do for the longest time in their walk-in closet with all the clothes hanging up. I saw you recording out of the back of your van last time you were here. Yes. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, one of my clients came back and was like, hey, can you uh, can you change this just a little bit? And I was on vacation. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be right there. Just hopped into my van, closed everything, set up my computer, recorded real quick, hopped out. It's not something you can do for a big, long narration, but it, it worked for a pickup. So cool. Well, what are you, uh, what you working on right now? Oh, uh, well, like I said, I just got, uh, just got hired by some people over in the UK. Um, actually Oxford medical, they are training surgeons and nurses and they're doing a VR simulation. It's like a surgeon simulator, but actually for real. You're not moving around and accidentally <laughs> killing the patient, hopefully, hopefully. And they're, they're trying to actually train these doctors and nurses the, the steps needed to diagnose and treat patients. Uh, and so I am one of the on-call 
actually I'm three of the on-call voices that they can pick up the phone in VR and say, hey, hematology or astrochemistry or, or whatever. Um, I need some help. How, how am I doing here? What, you know, what am I looking at? And so I, then I tell them, well, I've tried uh, not letting them bleed out. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I just got that job. Haven't, uh, haven't gotten very far into that one. Uh, but I've got uh, two other jobs that I'm working on currently. Um, I'm working for this guy who he's setting up immortify.com. And uh, right now he has a bunch of dead people, presidents and famous scientists. And he has them up in like a VR 3D representation of their face. And I am uh, impersonating them. And for some people like Nixon or, um, or uh, you know, people that we actually have recordings of, it's easy to do. But for Lincoln, you'd expect Lincoln. Okay, he's going to be four score and seven years ago. But no, he was a tenor and he was very bad at speech but he was good at public speaking. And so, yeah, it's just very weird. So you have to actually- So what does he do like the Mike Tyson? What does he, what, what is the uh, idea that he actually sounded like? Uh, well, sound. he was uh, uh, from Kentucky or, or ten- oh, Tennessee wow. rather. And so he had a, a very distinct drawl and he was very dry and he was definitely a tenor. So it would sound something like this, <laughs> four huh. score and seven years ago. <laughs> huh, interesting. So, so yeah, that that's kind of fun, looking back uh, at all of these um, well-known famous people and saying, what do they sound like? Not what do they look like or, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then I just got just got word that... Um, uh, a new a new one finally got up on Amazon Alexa. If so, if you've got an Amazon Echo, you can hear my voice. If you uh, let's see here, download the or activate the Animal Rescue app and play the Panda Rescue game. Yes, you can you can save keep a panda growing and healthy until he can be released into the wild. <laughs> It's it's for kids, not really for us, but it was fun to do. So that one I'm just finishing up. It's finally going live. So if you want to take care of a panda, the animal rescue game on your Alexa. It's not on Google Play, unfortunately, but... Okay. Well, uh, if you guys have any questions in the live chat, go ahead and throw them in there. We'll we'll get to those oh, yeah. in a little bit. Uh, what, what's the, what's before that? we move on? What's the most difficult uh, voice you've had to do, or that took the most research or practice? There. Oh wow! Is there like a dialect that's really tricky? Uh, well, I have tried my whole life to get a Welsh accent. Yes, I was just going to say Ooh. that. I was just literally that was exactly what I was thinking because it is so. They have such like they almost have like a raspiness to them that's kind of weird or a lot well, of them. I can't I can't get their vowels. Their vowels are so well, weird. they don't use they don't use vowels in Wales. <laughs> they it's like have you ever seen a Welsh sign? Oh yeah, they're crazy. They're just crazy. I mean, I, I, I can I can do a Londoner. That's no problem. I can do a posh British person. That's fine. I can even do a Scottish person if I really need to. But Welsh? Oh, I don't even know where to start. I have to pretend to be an alien. And I'm terribly sorry to any Welsh people out there. But you know, you know your language is impossible. <laughs> Make Brooklyn says even the Welsh can't do Welsh. No. Oh. <laughs> just crazy cool um well let's actually get through what uh, what all we're working on and we'll come back to some questions afterwards so if you have any questions throw them in the live chat and we'll uh, we'll put them up here uh so zach what you got going on hammers <laughs> cool will what you got going on 
uh, walnut everything. I feel like it's all I work in anymore. Um, these stupid bar tops. I'm finally getting them. Like I, I took the tops to install uh, this week, and things were a little bit different than they were when I looked at the job. So there's some design modifications uh, that had to happen, and then I've been milling just milling a ton of this long walnut for like trim and and like sink aprons and just, so I got that going on. I've got the knife display case out of walnut. (laughs) Uh, Then I've got the, this big uh, slab walnut top, um, which I love walnut. It's beautiful, but I like, I'm, I think I'm developing a, like a toxicity to it. Um, ooh, after ooh. I work with walnut, yeah, walnut a lot, even with like my, my air cleaner going and dust collection and a mask, like I almost feel kind of fluish, uh, the next day. Um, and I was talking to another buddy of mine woodworking and he was like, Oh yeah, it tears me up. Um, so that kind of sucks, <laughs> uh, because it didn't used to bother me, but now it does. Uh, and everybody wants walnut. So I'm like, <laughs> do I kill my myself for you know money or you know suggest collection system the answer is yes yeah for money yeah right or just suggest (laughs) you should really you should really do that at a cherry i like cherry better i think cherry is the wood for you (laughs) Um, yeah so uh that um i am working on cutting a bunch of bowl blanks and a video uh i'm collaborating with Sam of DIY Huntress. Um, she's just getting into turning, so we thought it'd be kind of cool That's to do a collaboration cool. video on that. Yeah, so, and and she's awesome. I love everything she does, so. Um, and actually, I just got an email from Joshua Farnsworth uh, of Wood and Shop. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, he's got a wood, um, about 20 minutes from me. Today. What's that? He's one of the big reasons why I'm all hand tools. That's interesting. Wow. So I just got an email from him. Um, and he wants to work together on something. I might teach a class for him this year at his school. Uh, so that was, that's kind of terrifying, actually, um, teaching other people <laughs> in person, <laughs> not just making videos of it. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got going on. Uh, James, how about you? Um, well, I did a video this week on slight hooks or uh, bench hooks, uh, and they, they're two bench mm-hmm. hooks. And traditionally, it was a it was a practice that you give an apprentice and it was a chance to learn chisel work. And so you take one block of wood and out of that block of wood, you basically carve a bench hook and then you cut the bench hook in two. So you have two of them to separate on the bench. And it was a really fun video. But um, I at the beginning of the video, I said, you know, I'm, I'm using this scrap of walnut that I have. And it is a block of walnut that's two inches thick by eight inches wide by four foot long. Um, and for me, it was a scrap I had lying around. I got it for free behind a cabinet shop. They were throwing it out. Um, and so it was, I figured it'd be a perfect piece to work with that. And everyone's chewing me up that I'm calling it scrap and then chiseling out large chunks of it. And they're like, how do you waste that much walnut? It's like, what grows around here like wild. <laughs> uh, that was a fun one. Uh, and then uh, the straps, uh, I finally put out the video on uh, the how-to of straps. Uh, I've been asking a lot of that. So this week I've actually been shooting the how-to video on um, making buffing compound for the straps. So how do I actually go about making my own of that? So those those should be fun videos that a lot of people have been asking for. Very cool. Um, yeah, lots of fun things. So you do have do a, a so, thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, oh, you want to talk about fun. something actually? 
I think so. Um, <laughs> I, I prototyped a couple of new hammers. Well, one style took me a few iterations to there. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. I finally got a cross peen. I just need to, I like the way it came out. I just need to get better at forging them so that I can spend less time on the grinder. But that's the way it goes. I feel like forging stuff is just get better and better at it and do 99% of it without grinding. Uh, so that's exciting for me because that's something I haven't had, uh, haven't been able to offer. Um, I finished up uh, that post vice that I ordered a while ago, the leg vice from uh, Andrew Alexander. Oh, cool. I built the base for that that I really like. And uh, there's I actually it was it was nice. It was like the it was a two day build. I built pretty much the whole thing in one day and then I had another day to just paint it and put it together. So it went pretty quick and it was just nice. It was easy to record. It was fast. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've since I haven't been doing much YouTube lately, it's it's kind of in my head. It's turning into a bigger deal than it actually is. So it was really nice to just set up and knock out a project quick so i just need to edit that which who knows how long that'll take because it's really hard for sit force myself to sit down in front of the computer but that post vice is amazing uh just having it you know something that i can really that's right next to my forge that i can you know put things in and chuck up way along that's new uh gearing up to go to california for um uh, private forging lessons from uh, John Williams of Guildworks, who is, I think, one of the best smiths in the country. So I'm, I'm really excited to... I don't even have an agenda. Like, there's really nothing in particular i just know that he's you know a hundred times better than me so hopefully some of that will rub off but i'm gonna be in sacramento i can't remember it's like the, i think it's the 8th through the 12th or something like that so if anybody's in the area hit me up um yeah it's just i got a busy year coming up i have sacramento trip workbench con uh the month after that in atlanta um then uh spring make in cleveland for lincoln electric and then we are my wife and i are still tentatively planning on doing the uh, maker central in uh england and moving at some point so it's we got our hands full Sweet. so you are doing maker central that's the plan i mean Sweet. i i don't see any reason that we wouldn't but uh we haven't Good. bought tickets yet so i'm not saying to not not saying 100 percent. well I, your I just, wife should hang out with me and my wife yeah absolutely yeah i just need to get all these other flights booked and stuff before i yeah. book that one we might spend a few extra days since we've never actually been <laughs> to england uh we might might spend a few days afterwards and go stay in some similar maybe go to wales and see if we figure out how to pick up the <laughs> speech good luck hang out good with luck. anthony sweet we're buddy <laughs> your buds yeah oh my well one of the things i actually wanted to talk to on this um podcast because of having jason on it's kind of a, a different idea because we've always wanted to do like the creators collective being something wider than just woodworking um, but that's like the main majority other than um, the steel working for zach the, the or that's kind of a, a small world yeah the two or three people that come here to listen to me talk about <laughs> forging and grinding and well, it's always been the, the plan with the podcast to make it a wider world of, you know, leatherworking electronics and, you know, digital making. How do you actually do this? Because when you come down to it, my, my business is I don't make things, I make videos. So I make digital content. It just happens to be about making something physical. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of interested to see the, the, the juxtaposition with Jason's work, making something that's completely digital. You're actually making a digital file and that's your your product as well as what you're actually making. Guess what um, I just made? I just made two perfect halves of a note card. I cut it right. <laughs> in, I didn't make a line or anything. I was blown away. I cut it in half because I write my notes on them and I cut them perfectly in half. No lines Whoa. or nothing. No folds. That that never happens. Anyway, I was pretty excited about nice. that. Yeah. <laughs> Dead uh, on. It's crazy. Anyway. Um, but th this week I was, I was making dovetails and thought, um, 
I completely messed them up. If you didn't see that, go to my Instagram page. Um, if you want to see what really bad dovetails look like, um, I, I cut half blind dovetails backwards. And so I made half blind pyramids. Um, but I was, I, it made me suddenly think, you know, Jason, what do you do when, because you don't have anything. If, if I mess up a project, I've messed up the project. I have to start <laughs> from scratch and go all over or find some way to rework it. Uh, have you ever had anything like that in the, the digital world or do you just, you know, re-record? Well, when whenever I make a bad take or or I say something that, you know, okay, that, that sounds like it should be what is said, but it's not actually on the script. I just, I have one of these. It's a little uh, dog training clicker and you just press it and it makes a really nice waveform for me to see later. And then I just go back and re-record it. Um, usually I can catch them while I'm recording and do that. And then when I go back and edit, I can just see, ah, uh, there was a mistake. And there was a mistake. And and boy, oh boy, I just could not say that sentence for the longest time. And I have to keep scrolling until I find where I said it correctly. Uh, but occasionally I'll make it, uh, it, I'll make a mistake and it'll make it all the way to the, uh, to the client. Um, and, uh, and then they'll say, hey, um, this is an oops. And uh, you just apologize and, and go back and fix it and, and send it back to them. Um, it's, it's really nice doing digital content because... All of that stuff, very easy to fix. Um, I don't have to get a new piece of wood to start recording on <laughs> or, or remelt down my previous takes and uh, reforge them into a, uh, a new ring of power. Um, that's what you should make. You should make a ring of power. <laughs> In a world. Uh, no, I just uh, I just go back and, and redo it. And, and it's, it's nice and easy because I'm not actually making any physical thing. So if so my iteration, yeah, my iterations are very, very quick. Um, and even, even the cost of just storing all of that data on my, uh, on my hard drive, I've been going, going at voiceover for over two years now, and I've only taken up like 80, 90 gigs of space on my, uh, on my hard drive. So, uh, di digital is great because, uh, the, the iterations are very quick and you can, uh, I can even give the client several different takes of, Hey, I think this might be a good read. Um, but I'll let you choose. Sometimes I'll do that. Um, and it's like, like giving them three or four hammers and letting them pick which one they want to keep and throw the others away. <laughs> so, so what is the, what I, I, cause in woodworking or in making things, you know, you have Etsy where you can sell things or you have mm -hmm. fairly obvious communities where you go for, you know, makers, but sure, where, yeah. what are, what are your communities? Where do you actually sell things? Oh my, all over the place. Um, my, my main bread and butter is uh is the the big audition sites upwork voices.com the voice realm.com um i was doing the voice bunny.com but i really don't like how they i, I never get to contact the client at all and so you know um, i'll i'll talk to the bunny and they'll talk to the client and that could take several hours or days before i get back and then and then the bunny's like come on you need to produce the content and it needs to be done in hours and i'm like well i haven't gotten you know my questions answered yet i can't and so then i yeah so i'm like no not to that noise that's stupid i don't want i don't want any of this go on i can so only I imagine making a table that way yeah oh, oh. <laughs> but but you know with with every individual facet of the table up in the air until you get confirmation back yeah um i i have thought about going um and doing uh, there are several several places where you can actually make sound effects or uh, that sort of stuff and put it up online. And then when people come and they're searching, they're like, oh, wow, I want, I want somebody yawning. 
oh, this guy has produced 17 different yawns all in one. I will buy that for a dollar. Um, and then you'll get, you know, 50 cents from each of those. Um, and that's just me yawning in the booth while the, the mic is live and I'm recording. And then I just cut it and put it in a, <laughs> another file. Um, you know, th there are people who make their whole living uh, selling sound effects. They'll, they'll be like, oh, this is really cool. Look, I can take these pieces of uh, metal and clink them together. And it sounds like coins falling out of a coin uh, or rattling around in a cash register or a coin pouch or something. And then Who was it? That's did you, interesting. Did you guys see the, uh, some, there was some video and the dude looked kind of like Zach Galifianakis and it was pretending to be like the Foley room artist for the bachelor. And all it was, was making uh, like kissing noises. So he's like punching a bowl of jello and like all these just disgusting like mouth noises. And it was shot, it was shot seriously. It was, uh -huh. It's one of the best things I've seen okay. uh, in the past year of my life. Uh, on it's like I'm the Foley room artist for for The Bachelor, and it's just oh, it's funny. Definitely sure, worth your time. Sure. Yeah, it's it's like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I forget I forget what his name is, but he does uh, Disney impersonation, and he is amazing. And he puts him up on YouTube, and he'll sing uh, modern pop songs and going through all of the different uh, all of the different voices of of Disney oh, yeah, characters yeah. while he's singing. And uh, gotta find that link. Oh, and it's he's just amazing, and uh, I can never do a Winnie the Pooh. We'll put oh, that I have a pretty good Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, let's hear. Well, it. I've got a three-year-old daughter, so. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh god, I can't do it on, on the spot. Geez. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. See. Yeah. Think. Think. Yeah. That's 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 what I got. I posted I posted right. the link to that uh, the Bachelor Foley artist. It's, it's the <laughs> best thing you will see all day long. I promise you. <laughs> Oh my! Wow. Mancrafted asks, uh, so how many hours a week do you normally work? Oh well, it's my full-time job, so uh, you know, nine to five, eight to four. Uh, I'll usually work uh, about forty hours a week at it. Um, you know, when the, when the kids go to bed, it gets really quiet, and then I can record, and it and, and I don't have to edit out any like stomping noises or yes. or the the furnace going on, or or have to yell at my kids, hi, hi. Quiet down up there. They're dancing around. Right above I, my I have head. to often do like, okay, Google, broadcast. Kids, be quiet. I'm recording. <laughs> okay, Google, broadcast <laughs> again. Kids, silence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do uh, 40 hours a week. Uh, unless I've got a big a big gig, then I might do more. Um, it, it does depend. Um, with with a regular job like, like what I was working before, um, I, I, I work to get paid. But with this job, I... I work to get an opportunity to work to get paid. <laughs> so I'm um, just this this month. I've put in almost 200 different auditions, and uh, I'm not getting paid for those auditions. All of that is is unbillable hours. But eventually, they get they get me work, and and then I get to. So you know, if if I've put in a whole work a whole week worth of work, and then somebody's like, "Hey, I need this before the weekend," woohoo! Yay, work! So that's me up all night recording and editing so it's almost like the stuff of voice right like like stock photography and stock, yeah stock, you know where you're you know kind of putting it out there and hopefully somebody mm -hmm. bites and you're trying to find a certain niche or niche however you say that word over here in america america we'd call it a niche but over in britain it's most likely a niche yes that's almost uh. like a little bit of doubt fire going on there <laughs> That's good. Um, so, what is there? Is there like what's? Is there anything that stands out as like one of the weirdest things that you've done? There's got to be something. That's oh, like, oh, weirdest. Wow, oh my! 
Uh, I've done some pretty weird things. Um, though most of the weird, weird, I stay away from, um, because I don't, I don't record any profanity, um, or you know, explicit sexuality or any of that nonsense. You're not doing the Fifty um, Shades of Grey audiobook? No, I'm, I'm not doing that one. No, I'm not even doing like three or four shade. No, I'm staying <laughs> well before we fade to black. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, there was, there was one audition call. They wanted a Jamaican, a native Jamaican who could speak with a slight British accent who had once who had once lived in Texas to record their their um uh their voicemail message. That's <laughs> how do you even come up with that? I have no that, idea. <laughs> that's very, very specific. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would, and then like do you ever get like like run the risk of sounding like racist? Like like oh yeah. You know, like if like you know, like oh, I have to do this voice just perfectly so I don't offend. You know, like to be that like totally. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I need a I need a T-shirt that says uh, I'm sorry. I'm not mocking you. I just can't help it. I'm a voice artist. Um, I went on a cruise when I was a kid to um, to Alaska. Um, we got a really good deal. We're, we were not didn't have any money, but um, <laughs> but we got a really good deal on it. And it was just chock full of all of these Europeans and all of these Asians. And I was just like, oh, this is great. And we spent one afternoon doing a um, a trivia game show with these ladies. One of them was Irish and one of them was British. And uh, and so I was just kind of sitting there for about 10 minutes listening to them. And then I said something and they were like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> so. so. Oh, do you, yeah. what did the uh what did the jamaican culmination accent sound like oh <laughs> i i didn't i didn't try out for that one um ha i yeah <laughs> i i just uh just the other day i did a drum jamaican accented troll and so he was this jamaic they wanted the jamaican patois all right and so you put on that Jamaican, and then you got to get it all raspy. Yeah, man. What are you looking at, man? So I'm Irish, Jamaican to... Irish descent. Yeah, and that was I was going to say Scottish Jamaican. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was for one of those. Uh, yeah, I, I, I tended to switch over to pirate. So that was where I had to use the little uh, dog clicker to be like, no, less pirate, more rasp. <laughs> Uh, so that was that was a fun one. That was for one of those mobile games. So if you hear a Jamaican troll when you're playing your mobile game, that's that job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, man crafting in the live in the live oh, comments. Yeah. I always order Chinese food with a Chinese accent. I think they appreciate it. I always appreciate when people from other parts of the world use a perfect mid Midwestern accent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh! I have so much fun ordering through the drive-through. Oh, I bet. So let me see. Did you guys ever see the? uh... (laughs) No, I wanted to. I wanted to see the viral video. I want to hear the order. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear that. (laughs) What? See, I'll take four of your number five. No, wait. To hold on, just a moment. What's that you've got there? Is that a taco? I don't want no taco. Maybe a buddy. Oh. And then no. when you pull up, you're like, thank you. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't order the burrito. No, I ordered the taco. That's this good. Uh, <laughs> is unacceptable. Mm. <laughs> I'll be in the gallery. <laughs> Did you guys ever see 
I think, the, uh, we need, I think your brother on every show. <laughs> we do. He's before <laughs> and after. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the uh, Elmo goes to the drive-through uh, video oh. a few years back? No, that would <laughs> be like they, they'd come, they'd come up like at like midnight to taco, be like Elmo would like two tacos, and the person was like, "What?" He's like, um, "I said Elmo, Elmo would like." <laughs> uh, is, and the people are getting really angry. It's funny. Go check it out. Oh, I'll man. try to find it wow. somewhere. I, I have also worked in a drive-thru, and that. Oh, man. Oh, wow. That'd yeah. be good. So much fun. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. I feel yeah, like this... that could be like a YouTube channel right there. It's just you, like, you abuse you... drive-thru people. Yeah. Or, or wherever, <laughs> just in general. Like, I would watch that. I would watch that. Oh, yeah, just so you know, our mother is actually listening to the podcast right now. And she asked, So, what is your favorite voice to do? Oh, wow. Can um, you do your mother? <laughs> no. Refer, refer back to the trying not to insult people thing. So, yeah. Um, my favorite voice to do is one I get paid for. I love that voice. That is such a fun voice. Uh, <laughs> but um, just, just for fun, I, I do enjoy uh, the various British dialects. Um, when I get tired, I, I sometimes I, I fall down into my southern accent. Um, and I should pick this one up when I was down south, and uh, and and the southern people didn't even know I was a yank, and uh, so but yeah, that, that's fun. I yeah, I, I really enjoy um, my one of my first one of my first um accents that I picked up was was Scottish watching uh, Scotty yell at Kirk, it can be done, Captain. I need more, you need more power. I don't got any more power for you, laddie. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Mick Brooklyn has another question. Uh, what was your first gig as a, as a real vo- voiceover a- artist? Oh, well, that's and- um, that's actually very, uh, very fortuitous. Make Brooklyn talking about my first accent. Uh, my first accent was a, a, a New Jersey. Uh, he was he was like this New Jersey person who was that's part good. of an app. Right. And uh, he was. He was training the new guy who was in charge of death, right? So this guy would <laughs> would put people on the boat and he would take them across the river sticks and he would take the coin from them. Don't fall in the water. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't fall in the water. All right. All right. And yeah, so that was that was a fun one for my he, first. He, he do a uh, Christopher Walken. Ah, oh. I'd have to wind up to do a Christopher Walken. Uh, yeah, have to to listen to like some of him. Got such weird inflection and like pauses in his Most speech. Most of his pace and and pauses. Yeah, so to do a proper Christopher Walken, it takes a while. And you just need more cowbell. Oh yeah, got a fever. <laughs> He's one of my absolute favorites. The uh, the the chat right now is completely packed with. Uh, can you do Canadian? Can you do your dad? Can you do French Canadian? <laughs> Yes, and that's the other thing I get. You, you tell people, "Hey, you're a voiceover actor," and then they're like, "Oh wow, hey, do this real quick." And they're like, "Well, I, I'd have to listen to some YouTube video of the guy talking for a while, and then then work up to it." And also, Canadian. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've tried doing Canadian. That was pretty it, good. It always. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sorry. Always, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, that was actually my French accent. Sorry, sorry. Um, no, I, it always it always comes out um, a little uh, stereotypical. I haven't quite gotten it down to. So yeah, I can do a stereotypical uh, Canadian. Eh? Don't don't even worry. Though that's sort of a Minnesotan right there. Yeah. Oh, really, where is the dividing line between a Canadian and a Minnesotan? Probably right at the passport. So what's what's the most foreign U.S. accent? Would you think it's like the kind of Louisiana thing, or like what's the strangest? Oh yeah, doesn't probably belong in the U.S. Like that. Probably that the Creole. Creole. Yeah, 
that um that's, that's that, that very one. weird mix of french and and american and um a little bit of spanish thrown in there just to confuse people yes. <laughs> yeah that that's probably the, the the hardest one to just jump into because i i can do a southern at the drop of a hat uh i can i can do my midwestern accent very well um and and yeah i can do um the brooklyn I can go over to uh, the Portland area and do that. I can do the Minnesotan. Which which Portland? Maine? Yeah. No, not Maine. The, the other the other side. Oregon? Oregon, yeah. That's where I'm from. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. What's, what do they sound like? What do we sound like? It, it sounds like American. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the whole West Coast. That's like the that's like the <laughs> standard vanilla like it's it's got it's it's your general American accent. That's what you would hear on the news. So when you're hearing uh, Tom Brokaw or all of those people, they're speaking in a uh, that sort of an accent. Um, and then of course there's the transatlantic a- accent. That's really fun. But wait, all uh, good morning, America, and all ships at sea. So that, you should fun. you should come to Virginia just to travel, like to go from the coast, like through the Appalachians, like into. <sighs> Yeah, because there's like 50 dialects just in Virginia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That like the Appalachian is weird because like they were, you know, kind of uh, isolated for so long that they have like this weird, like southern British. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very weird. Yeah, every, everybody has their own little accent, and um, it's it's really fun just to listen to people. Um, watching like YouTube, you find these people, and you're like, wow, that that they've got this weird like lisp or or intonation that they do, but that's just how their whole community speaks. But instead of saying Keller, they say Keller. Oh yeah, that just, <laughs> it just grinds my gears. Yeah, when people. <laughs> abuse the english language so <laughs> and they say uh, things like across across with the t that's oh, the correct oh, way to say james it. no that's how james says it nope it's or, spelled that way even or forward or forwards toward towards to, to, towards to, yeah forwards yeah. yeah oh mm, mm, yeah <laughs> also i i had one client just recently correct me okay so up at the top of your little your little uh, Google Hangouts screen here, it says HTTPS colon. What are those next two marks? How would you pronounce those? Forward slash forward slash. Yes. James got it for once. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. They are technically forward slash, but colloquially, did, everybody calls them backslashes. Did you catch it at the beginning of the episode? You know, James backslash. said backslash. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, uh, it's actually a forward slash. And I'm like, I've never heard it called that. What? When I when I did my technical training gig for Texas Instruments, they wanted it called a backslash and it's not. <sighs> uh, Jonathan24 wants to ask you a question. Oh, you want to ask me a question. All right. Don't worry about it here. Go ahead. Just ask your question. Uh, well, the last question we have on the list is actually uh, from Mancrafted and it says, uh, oh, I don't know if I should ask this question, but what's your what's your best James Wright story? Oh, my. Oh, uh, wow. I can narrow uh, it down to one. Oh, mm. well, I don't know if you know this. You can kind of see from behind his head. He likes to collect things. Um, so growing up, he was the collectionaholic. He had a rust collection. <laughs> that sounds so James. With, with just a collection of, oh, I found this rusty bit of something and had to get a tetanus shot. I'll keep it. <laughs> and so there was just this box of rust he had sitting around. Yeah, uh, I had some I, cool rusted things, okay? You had some train rail ties or the, the nails, and that was weird. I don't know where you got those. 
or what caused the train accident of uh, 1894. Uh, no. Um, and, and then, and then the weirdest thing, I don't know, James, if you intended to have this collection just to disgust me, but your spit collection was the grossest thing I've ever seen. Just this test tube filled with spit. Yuck. It took me a long time to fill that thing. Oh, so nasty. Oh. That's, in, that's gross. That's Yeah, well, you know, we were like 12 and 13 at the time. So, boys, yes, this was before the internet. This is what happens without <laughs> internet. Mom just posted uh, the brick to the head story. That wasn't James happening. That was me. I was discovering physics. We, we had, had the... teeter-totter out with a shovel with a brick on one end and him on the other. And the brick went up and over and into his forehead. And I went running to my dad and said, Dad, Dad, Jason's got a hole in his head. Okay, to be honest, the first brick sailed over my head quite successfully and hit the tree and gouged out a big chunk of bark. And I thought, that's cool. Let's try it again. What if I cut down the whole tree with bricks? And the second one was not so successful. <laughs> Uh, good memories. <laughs> well, uh, this week we're not going to do the uh, creator's photo challenge that is due next week. And it is the topic of motion. So get in your picture on Instagram and hashtag creator's photo challenge and you'll be entered to win something from the three of us. So have a picture with something moving motion or the expectation of motion. Really looking forward to seeing a, that. Yeah. Conveying motion in your image. A brick about to hit your head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the joke of the week, Jason, do you have a, do you have a joke you want to put up there? Oh my. Um, I'll, let me think about it for a second. Okay. Um, well, then while oh, you're thinking, okay, I got it. Oh, you got one. Okay. Did, did you hear, um, Disney just awarded their first Nobel prize. They awarded it to Gaston. Uh, <laughs> yes i like it. i don't get it <laughs> sorry i have two little girls so we watch beauty and the beast all the time you know bell the main character oh bell oh okay. <laughs> oh he who laughs last usually had to have it explained <laughs> well let's uh let's talk about our what's inspiring us what are some of the things we've been watching reading uh will what you got uh so i have uh make everything did uh-oh hello well, while we're waiting for Will, uh, Jason, what are you watching or reading? Oh my, um, I've I've just been kind of binging on things. We've my wife and I uh, we like to watch series together, so we've just been starting Babylon Five again. It's like um, episodic time through it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, it's like uh, Star Trek, uh, with, but with the political machinations of Game of Thrones. Uh, but with but with the cheesy campy costumes of the 90s and 80s so it's really fun uh i really enjoy babylon 5 they need to make a good really good storyline too oh really fantastic and, and it ends well which i always appreciate uh but then i've um i'm just gonna throw all the things out here but i've uh, recently been playing the game prey which is it starts out with this very um this this very creepy very scary very kind of jump scare um kind of environment feels like uh resident evil one where you're running low on ammo the whole time and but it's in space and you're trying to get away from these uh things that will change into coffee cups and change into chairs and then attack you uh very very creepy uh but then it turns into this psychological thriller in the latter half so i'm really enjoying that uh and and then the last thing um i just started playing the remake of Blades of Exile 3, A Ruined World. It's Avernum 3, A Ruined World. This guy has remade this game three times since the 80s, since he made it the first time. And uh, finally, he's taken out a lot of the stuff that I didn't enjoy and kept in all the stuff that I did enjoy. So I'm reliving my childhood Sweet. in 
glorious 1080p, finding all the things, killing slimes, talking to spiders. So good. I love it. Forward to going so, to that one. Yeah. So that's that's what's inspiring me this week. Cool. Well, I have to give a shout out to Mike Boyd. Um, he is the YouTube channel where he learns something, a new skill, whether it be juggling or whatnot. Uh, he recently has done a series about how to learn and does he really learn things quickly or can other people do it too? Um, fascinating channel. And if, so if you ever if you ever get a kick out of learning something new or that aha moment when something comes alive, uh, definitely worth checking out. His channel is phenomenal. I think this is like the third or fourth time someone here has mentioned. Uh, what did you got, Zach? Um, so I'm still reading that same gigantic graphic design book. It's <laughs> it's huge. Uh, so I've been thumbing my way through that. And it's kind of off topic, but my wife and I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and it's funny. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, Hey, Will, you're back. Hey, I'm back. So what you watching? Uh, reading? Oh, did I cut out? Before yeah, you cut out right as you started. Uh, okay. uh, it was everything, uh, the $100 <laughs> Harbor Freight knife shop. Did they cut again? Yeah, you're just, you're really broken up. It's okay, man. You don't have to be able to. Yeah, uh, to translate, uh, Will is uh, referring to the uh, make everything, just set up a $100 knife shop using only things from Harbor Freight. Um oh. Really cool series. Uh, I, I kind of like them. So you don't need the money to make great things. Uh, let's get into what's our favorite tool of the week. Zach, what you got? Uh, somebody Zach, else. Uh, <laughs> fine then. Uh, Will, are you live? Uh, if you can hear me. Can you it's hear me? Letter. Okay. Um, Crimson's Toolworks. Uh, I'm working with them uh, on this bowl turning video. Um, and they're sending out a inch bowl gouge with a uh, 40 degree grind. And to translate, that is uh, Carter and Sons Tools. Uh, they're sending out a five a five eighths bowl gouge with a 40 degree grind. But yeah, I'll leave a link to that down below. That actually is really cool. I like that. Um, Zach, do you have anything? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with my variable speed angle grinder. It's, uh, cool. it's great. There's a lot of, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I, now I have one for next week too, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's really good for like any sort of metal finishing, polishing a lot of those, like the, I mean, I have the ones I use are from fair to braces, but like even the stuff that they sell at Home Depot, like those kind of spongy scotch brightish looking pads, the discs, mm -hmm. they're great for stripping off like, um, scale and rust and that sort of thing. But when you run them at what 13,000 RPMs that they don't last long. You can actually run them at like four or 5,000 RPM last a long time just as well. So it's, uh, it's definitely paid for itself in the abrasives that I haven't destroyed. Cool. Uh, Jason, what you got? Ah, uh, well, my favorite tool this week is my DBX 286S. It's a voice processing unit. You plug your microphone into it and then you, uh, you plug it into your interface. Um, but it, it allows me to, to filter out a whole bunch of stuff and kind of very lightly sweeten my voice before it actually goes into the uh into the computer so i can do podcasts and live stuff or if i'm skyping with a client i can sound really good and and really nice and it's got this it's got this little tool right here where i can i can turn up the bass and i can sound like i'm on the radio and i want you to listen and it's very important you sound like nathan fillion <laughs> oh wow thank you uh can i quote you on that <laughs> a voice like nathan fillion <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, I've got to go with uh, Smoothon's silicon mold making liquid rubber. Uh, I'm making molds to cast 
um, the uh, buffing compound for the straps. And so this is kind of fun to play with. And actually, uh, Jason uh, 3D printed um, some of the blanks for me so I can actually cast them. So that'll be coming up in an upcoming video. But I, I kind of like that stuff. And now I want to actually play with casting more things. And I'm thinking about um, casting some epoxy. Uh, oh. So we'll see. Um, yeah, so I think that is about it for this week. Am I missing anything, guys? I don't think so. I want to say a huge thank you to Jason for coming on. If you want to see more of his stuff, you got to go to uh, withamike.com. And you, if you want to just have a good time, go there and listen to some of his voices. And uh, they're, they're they're well worth a, a while to, to play through. And if you're making a podcast and want a, uh, a pre-run or a, a postlude, uh, he's your man. Not all of the stuff that I do is crazy and weird. I can do just a regular podcast intro. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I think that'll about do it. So until next time, have a wonderful day. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.